everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Remedy Podcast, your inspiration through the chaos. I'm Taylor J, and you can find me on social media at Azella's Voice. And I am Antoinette. You can find me on social media at The Fancy Friends, or if you need graphic design services, at A Child Designs. Yes, please hit up A Child Designs because <laughs> legitimate and the truth. And then um, our third lovely person, Durbin T, is actually living her best life this weekend on vacation, so she won't be with us this week. But definitely check her out on social media at the Urban Tea and check out theurbantea.com. And so although we don't have in the car with us this week, we do have a wonderful guest, Aaliyah Ray, the founder of Lit Beauty. And hey. So, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes. And for those of you who may not have heard of Lit Beauty before, it's an indie beauty brand, and it's a custom cruelty-free beauty brand that empowers you to create your own lipstick shades and puts the power of finding your perfect shade in your hands. So, Aaliyah, tell us a little bit about you, just your background, where are you from, um, where we can yeah. find media too. Sure, absolutely. So I'm originally from a small town outside of Philadelphia, um, small town in Jersey, actually. Um, and I moved to this area uh, by way of North Carolina, so I've been a couple of places, about six years ago now. Um, I love it. Not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, <laughs> really love D.C., Maryland, Virginia. It's, it's totally become home for me. And um, I started off, actually, my career as a teacher. I was a French teacher for six years. I have a degree in French, and I taught little kids French uh, in public schools in Jersey. Um, got kind of disillusioned with the whole public school system and uh, decided to just let it all go and, and move to North Carolina and try something different. Long story short, I got bit by the beauty bug while I was down there working in uh, um, like a high-end salon. And um, started doing makeup um, in that salon. I worked for Nordstrom. I've worked for so many different beauty brands from Clinique to Bobby Brown, uh, YSL, Giorgio Armani, Smashbox. That's the ones I can think of right now. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so that's that's my history. I've been doing makeup now. It's been going on nine years. And I've had the privilege of doing um some politicians, especially working here. Believe it or not, men wear a lot of makeup when they're being interviewed on CNN. So I've gotten to do that. I've done some commercials, and I even got to do um, Tiffany Haddish makeup when she oh, came okay. here for um, yeah, a comedy show. So oh. love it, love it. I'm a pro pro makeup artist by trade, most definitely. Awesome. Right. So, Aaliyah came with over C. No. like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find me, you can find Lip Beauty on uh, on Instagram um, at my lips, and it's lip with two P's, so it's my lip, L-I-P-P, beauty. Um, that's our handle there. And we're also, our website, of course, is lipbeauty.com, still the same way, L-I-P-P. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Oh. So I think it's so interesting, um, especially with a lot of, like, my favorite entrepreneurs that I admire, like they started mm -hmm. out in industries that were just like polar opposite 
you know, yeah. of what mm-hmm. they ended up doing or what has made them successful. So for you, what was it like making that decision to leave education and to do something that seems as non-traditional as pursuing makeup and going into the beauty industry? Uh, scary. <laughs> Very scary. Because, I mean, you know, I'm a child of baby boomers. You know, so my dad worked at the same job. Uh, he had a government job for the state. He worked there for 40 years before he retired. Um, and so it's not something that I was raised to do, you know. Um, I think that a lot of baby boomer parents are, you get, you know, that you do what they did, get a good job with the government, teaching, doctor, something traditional, and you make money and stay there, you keep your head to the ground and you're thankful for what you have. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I always felt like that really wasn't my calling. Um, and so I got that itch to get out of teaching about the six or seven year mark. And that's a the thing. They say it's like the seven year itch. Like you either stay and you're a lifer or you get the heck out of there. <laughs> and so I honestly, when I, I moved to North Carolina, I didn't throw, you know, caution to the wind completely. Um, I went down, I had two best friends that lived in North Carolina, and I said, I, I'm going to spend the summer here because I'm a teacher, so I have off in the summer. And I said, I'm going to see if I find a job. I had saved up money. I had paid off a lot of bills. So I didn't have a lot of debt going down there. And, you know, I, I made a prayer, and I said to God, if I find something that can pay this little bit of rent that I have and this little bit of bills that I have right now, if I find it in these two months that I'm here in North Carolina, I'm going to stay. And I actually found a job in two weeks. Um, wow. So I was like, okay. I, you know, I, I, it definitely wasn't paying as much as my teaching job was paying, but I could afford to live simply. And for me, it was worth it because I was doing something that I really liked. You know, I've, I've never been the type of person that can kind of trade in money for something that's not your calling or your passion. Not for long. I might do it, you know, to pay off some bills, but I got to have an exit strategy because happiness is important you know and so um that was kind of how I made that move but scary I mean up until probably two or three years ago my father would still send me job postings for teaching positions <laughs> and saying, seriously that know? sounds like my parents uh-huh yeah yeah and he would say I ran into such and such and there cousin is a principal and he said he can probably get you in to teach French there if you want to you know I'm like okay dad it's been about five years now we're not getting this <laughs> it's not gonna happen you know um but it really for me it took knowing that I was happy and as much as I want to please them I can't live for them you know I can't live for them I got to do what's best for me you know and I honestly stopped sharing so much about what I was doing because I found that it was just causing a conflict between us mm-hmm. you know so they they had an idea of what right. was going on but if but if I know that they're not going to be supportive I don't have any right to be angry with them if I keep sharing and talking about it you know and looking for that support yeah. it's kind of like you know who's at fault here <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. I'm looking for something that they're, they're, they're not there to give and that's okay that's okay you know we can talk about other things um and so even to this day I don't you know, share as much all the details because they're not anti, but then they're, they're not going to give that rava, you go girl response. You know, I always think that one day my father and mother are going to be watching like Good Morning America, and then I'm going to be on there and they'll be like, you know, <laughs> multi million dollar 
you know, lipstick company and, and then the wait, is that Aaliyah? Wait, is that <laughs> you know, I that's like a little fantasy that I had. So There you go. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's okay. It's all love. You know, that's so interesting because I think that probably a lot of us in the millennial generation have kind of mm-hmm. gone through that whole, you know, get the good government job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, I went through that myself. Yeah. And, yeah. like, now you look at the news and it's like, is it really a good government Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I was, uh, I was furloughed as a teacher. It was, they called it something else. They called it a risk. Where the oh, no. uh, the budget wasn't passed, the school board didn't pass the budget, so I got a pink slip, and then they called me back um, before the school year started. But you know there was that uncertainty there, so things this is mm-hmm. a different, you know. And our children, children of millennials, you know, if my my child were to come to me and say I want to be a wedding photographer, I'd be like, go for it, girl. You go make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Because it's different now. We see that there are different paths to take. You know, but back in the day, it just it didn't work that way, you know. Wow. So talking about, um, you know, different types of jobs and the kind of security that comes with it and not, you know, kind of like depending on, you know, other people, can you talk a little bit about starting your business? You were talking about working at Nordstrom's before, you know, the high end. What kind of gave, gave you the idea for lip beauty and what was it kind of going from that, you know, not really necessarily nine to five, but more like that, you know, steady secure income so making that right. leap into entrepreneurship. Right. So um, it actually came from being in store and working with customers. You know, I think that everything I've done has led me to this point. Like everything happened for a reason. I wouldn't have the knowledge I have now about women and shopping mm-hmm. patterns and what we want and what we need and what we're we're trying to find if I hadn't worked at Nordstrom. I worked for these brands for so many years, you know. So Lip Beauty really came out of an interaction I had with a customer at Nordstrom. Um, we were looking for, she was looking for lipstick for an event. And literally, we probably tried on like 30 different lipsticks. And I love this customer. Like, she was a regular mm-hmm. of mine, but she was even getting on my nerves. I'm like, okay, now, you're going to have to do something here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're trying them on, and she was frustrated, and she really she was going to settle for something, which we often do. You know, mm-hmm. oh, it's not really what I want, but I need something. And so she was going to settle, but she said to me, she held up, like, two tubes of lipstick. I think it's like, maybe a Chanel and a Dior. And she said, I wish I could just combine these two. This would be my perfect color. This would be my dream color. If I could just mix the two of these together, you know. And that set off a light bulb in my head. And I said to myself, okay, when I do makeup, for weddings and when I do events and things like that, I do. I mix colors. And, you know, as a makeup artist, we take tubes from our kid and we mix a little on our hand, and then we use a lip brush to apply that little combination to our clients, you know. So what is lipstick? It's wax. It can melt and get soft. So that just kind of ignited that curiosity in me. And that night I went home and I took some old lipsticks that I had because I didn't want to use a new one and ruin them. I took some old lipsticks and I depotted them and I melted them in a pan, messed up the pan. But I realized that, hey, I can make another shade. I can kind of mix colors together and create something new, you know. And that was really the start of it. Um, It took a lot of research. I spent over probably a year really researching things like lipstick molds and what goes into lipstick really, you know what I mean, and how Mm -hmm. do I really do this. 
as a business? How do I make this where it's worth my time? It's worth the cost of all the ingredients. You know what I mean? How do I how do I make this make sense? And so that took time, and I kept working. You know, um, and I still have a day job. I don't work five days a week, but I still have a job because you know when you're going to business, you can't add bills. You know, and at the end of the day, I think mm-hmm. this concept that you can just quit it all and pursue your dreams. Well, you're going to be homeless soon if you do that. Dreams need funding, too. Yeah, dreams need, you know, you got to eat. You know, and all these things that you that are involved in the business cost money. And initially, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have that money coming in to even for the business to cover itself. So, you know, it takes a, a bit of uh I definitely feel like I, I have a two full-time jobs, you know what I mean, in a sense, because I'm working this this job and then I have my business. So, you know, I'm spread thin, but I'm, I see the growth and I see, um, you know, my hard work paying off. And so that makes it worth it to me, you know. But, no, that concept of just going out there, girl, you just got to follow your dreams. You know, it makes sense. It has to be practical, too. Mm-hmm. You know, don't give up. And even if it takes – 10 years of you working that full-time job to get closer to that point where you quit it all. Those, my mother always said to me, those 10 years or those years are going to pass anyway. So why not be one step closer to some sort of goal? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The time is going to pass. You're going to look up, and it's, 10, it's 2029, you know. So what have you done in that time to get you closer to where you want to be? Whatever that looks like for you. And that was really a mindset that I – keep and that I kept and I held on to to keep focus, you know, as I'm building this still to this day. That is also the same advice my mother gave me when I tried to get into this graphic design. The time is going to pass. You might as well, you know, you know, continue yeah. to work towards it. So, you know, that, yeah. that, that good advice coming good advice coming down from mama. I know. I know. That good baby <laughs> boomer advice. Okay, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I guess they know a little something. Exactly. <laughs> Very true. Oh, so, so we talked about that point. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm glad that you brought up um, that point of just like, you know, that it's okay to pursue your dreams and still work. Because mm-hmm. another thing that, you know, I think has been going around often lately is like you know working a nine-to-five like slavery you know Mm -hmm. or you know Mm -hmm. it's it's holding you back and I mean I I, I'm a big proponent of doing both if you can Mm -hmm. because like with entrepreneurship I mean in the beginning it's definitely very risky very much so you know, you definitely don't want to be out on the limb. You could still, you know, be sitting on a nice little, nice little coin. Right, right. You know, while you're in. Yeah. No, I agree with that. And you also, you know, you can reevaluate what you really need. You know, I mean, for me, you know, I, those, these years that I've been working on lips, I don't necessarily buy all the clothes that I want to buy. I don't travel as much as I could afford to travel with my regular job, you know, I'm spending my money, my money on my business, you know, so it definitely takes some sacrifice aside from just the working aspect. There's real sacrifice involved if you want to do this, you know, you have to kind of look at it long-term, you know, you trading in, you know, the short-term money for short-term gain for long-term gratification, something like that, you know, 
So there's definitely decisions. Just it's, it's all about budgeting. You know, um, I might get money from an NBC, you know, commercial, TV commercial that I do. What do I do with that money? That's extra, quote, unquote, extra money that flows into my bank account. What am I going to do with it? Well, I'm going to reinvest it into my business. Now, oh, I can use this to do a new photo shoot because I really want to capture these lipsticks in a certain way. You know, so it's all about choices. You know, it's to me, especially when you're first starting out, there's no such thing as like, well, this is the business money and this is your money. It's all the business money. You know, everything that you get is going to go into this business if you want to be successful at it and if you want it to grow and not be stagnant. You know, so it's definitely about making those sacrifices. I said no to girls' trips because I'd rather spend that on, you know, investing on this, you know, totally. But I know in my mind, oh, honey, I'm going to treat all my girls to a trip when this pops off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm that right now, you know, but give me three years and girl, trips on me. You know what I mean? So you have to really keep that dream and keep those goals in front of you in order to stay focused and not get sad about it. You are working towards something, and this is something that's going to pay you back in the long term. You'll have more than, you know, just the memories of a trip or pictures on Instagram of it. You know, and there's nothing wrong, and I don't think there's anything wrong with these things. You know, I'm just saying as an entrepreneur, especially just starting out if you're self-funded, there are some tough decisions and some budgeting that you have to do, unless someone drops $100,000 in your lap to just do what you want with it. You know what I mean? But if you're funding this yourself, and just like any other big purchase, you have to make some sacrifices in there. Time, energy, money. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Go ahead, Tony. So we are going to jump into our beauty fix segment and get into the the goody-goody of lip beauty. Um mm-hmm. so, yeah. So let's first talk about the importance of a beauty routine for all of us out there. Yeah, totally. I think that um, it feels, when you don't have a routine, a beauty routine, it feels overwhelming to think about doing your makeup in the morning. Oh, I don't have time for that. You know, because right. you don't have a routine, you don't have your products laid out, you kind of don't know what you're going to do every morning. And so the concept of kind of playing on your face you don't have that time. You need something that you can do in 10 minutes and be out the door. And so I say beauty routine, to me, that also includes skincare. Skincare is extremely yes, important. Yes, And I so think that um, we don't take it as seriously, you know, as you should. A lot of times I've seen women uh, come into a retail store and they'll spend $60 on a foundation. And I'll say, well, what do you use to moisturize? Oh, nothing. And I said, well, you know, the foundation's only going to look as good as that moisturizer. <laughs> and I might show them a moisturizer for $20. And they'll be, oh, no, 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 I can't. Uh-uh. No, you have to take care. That beauty routine has to be taking care of your skin first because when the skin is right, you don't have to wear as much makeup as you would even need to, as you think you would, you know. So having that routine, this is my skin to care go-to. This is what I do at night. This is what I do during the day. And then maybe... Two or three looks. I mean, I'm a makeup artist, but I'm not trying new looks every morning. And, you know, I have a go-to. I have a a palette of eyeshadows that I use all the time. You know, I have a blush that's my favorite. So I don't have the time to really play, you know, um, on my face. And so it feels less overwhelming to me 
because I have a routine. So I can get it done, and it's just as important as a part of my morning as brushing my teeth or doing my hair. You know, so um, definitely important, and it, and it gives you that instant confidence. It gives you that instant pick-me-up. A lot of times when we're feeling down, the exact things that will lift us up are the things that we avoid. You know, so when you're feeling down, you would get lifted up if you put on a little makeup, if you did your hair, if you painted your nails. But those are the things, oh, I don't feel like it. I'm too depressed. I'm too, I just want to sit here on my big pants and with my hair in a bun and all that stuff. But really the things to get us up out of that, that feeling mm-hmm. and to boost our confidence are, you know, the complete opposite of that. You know, so we have to force ourselves. And again, having good products on deck or products that you like, whatever good product means to you. You know, to me, good product is not a price tag or an amount. It's more about how do they affect your skin? My favorite conditioner costs $6, you know, and I've tried everything, things that cost $40 on my hair. Mm-hmm. And what I, what my good product is, is $6 a bottle. So, you know, whatever, knowing what that is, and I think also not waiting till it's crunch time to try things. When I was a kid, my mother, I loved makeup ever since, like, birth probably, and my mom would let me play in makeup on Friday nights. Y'all remember um, TJI Friday? Purple. Yeah. Okay. So usually my dad would get a pizza or get hoagies or something, you know, something from the Italian pizza here. And we would have that. I would watch the TGI Friday lineup, and I would play in makeup. And I kind of could keep that because, to me, it was a very relaxed time. Of course, I didn't have stress mm-hmm. as a kid. But playing in it helped me to learn it at a time where it wasn't crunch time. You know, so if you're looking to learn how to put on eyeliner and you wait till you got to be out the door in 10 minutes, it's always going to turn out bad because that's not the time to practice. The time of practice is Sunday night, you're not doing anything, waiting for housewives to come on. <laughs> you know, you go in your you go in the mirror. That's when you practice. That's when you try new things. You know, when when you don't have the pressure that it has to be you know, do or die or it has to be perfect. You know, play in something new. You know, get your stuff to go to the grocery store. You know, who cares? Why not? Be fabulous all the time. You don't have to have a reason to put on makeup, you know, and then you'll start to get more comfortable with it. You'll start to know what looks good on you, what doesn't, and that's when your routine will kind of start start, start to take shape. Does that make sense? That, that, that is perfect. Mm-hmm. I think we mm-hmm. run into that problem, uh, that, you know, what you said about being fabulous all the time. Um, you know, sometimes as, as women who like makeup, you know, people are like, oh, you're – you're shallow or, oh, you don't really care about how you look, you're not, you know, you're not this and you're not that. And I think there's so many, you know, people who believe that don't really see, you know, like the fun or the nostalgia or the, oh, yeah. the confidence boost that that beauty, you know, products give you. Um, so especially mm-hmm. talking from like an artistry type of point, it, it, could, it can be a time when you're really creative. It can be how you express yeah. yourself. Like, no, we're not putting on right. makeup because we hate ourselves. Like, it's fun to do and I'm do it because we love ourselves there we go if anything it's completely the opposite so I love that you spoke about that and you know the story with your family about how it's like really nostalgic and like it can feel Mm -hmm. like that it can feel like 
if nothing else, those 10 minutes that you're going through your routine in the morning is that that's your time that you get to focus on, you know, what you get to do. If the whole rest of the day is crazy, like you get to spend those 10 minutes uh, doing what you love to do. That's how you learn yourself, too, because you learn what is your best feature. You know, Mm -hmm. you you could come up to me and say, oh, your eyes are your best feature. But if I don't feel that about myself, then I don't, then it won't be true. You know, I need to discover what is my best feature. Oh, I really like the way my nose looks when I do this sort of contour. You know, like you start to learn your face and love your face when you play makeup to me because then you're accentuating the things that you want the world to see and you want to show off. You know, so it's really about self-discovery and artistry and everything you said. Absolutely. So what would be some of your makeup tips for busy women who only have those 10 minutes, um, you know, in the morning to get through those beauty routines straight from a, a world-renowned makeup artist? I'm definitely one of those 10-minute women because I have to – I go to work really early in the morning. Oh, so, Okay. You know, I'm sometimes I'm not even thinking about that. But Got you know, it. Got it. you know, somebody like me. Okay. Okay. So I love this. I love this question because I really believe in doing this. Even if you have a lot of time, don't spend it on makeup. Just look in and out. So brows. Brows are the first and most important thing because your brows actually shape your whole face. So if you can only do one thing to your face. In the morning, I would say to do your brows. And by do your brows, I don't necessarily mean you have to put all the concealer on under the brows and really use five different products. Find a good brow pencil. Good would mean that the color is lighter than, a little lighter than your hair color, and it has the tones of your hair color. So if your hair is red, that's a very warm tone. Okay, so make sure your brow pencil has very warm tones in it. Or if you have black hair, it could be like a warmish black or it could be very cool and tone. So make sure your brow pencil, not necessarily black, it's a little lighter than your hair color, but it's still cool. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, and so use that pencil. Make sure that it's very blendable. So it should stay put, but it shouldn't be um, as permanent as an eyeliner. You know, it should be able to be blended. And more, the most important thing about the brow pencil is that it has a spoolie at the other end or a little brush at the other end because as you're filling in your brows, you're going to brush that product through the brows. That's how it doesn't look so drawn on and it doesn't just sit there. You want it to be blended into the hair that's there, whatever hair is there. Some of us have a lot of hair there. Some of us don't have that much. Whatever you got, you want it to stick to that and kind of blend through that. And that's how it's going to look the most natural. I think that when we see people's brows and they're done, and they look artificial, it's because they haven't blended that product and they just drew it and, and rolled out. You know, so the blending is probably the most important part of doing your brows. Um, but doing that will frame your entire face and it'll just instantly make you look more put together. Um, and then I kind of do things in the order of importance. So let's say you have those 10 minutes, but you look at your watch and you realize it ain't 10, it's really three minutes. You know, so I do things that are the most important thing first and the second most, the third most, so that wherever I stop in this process, I've gotten the most bang for my buck time-wise. So after brows, uh, I usually say do like a little tinted moisturizer or concealer. 
Um, I know I have really dark circles under my eye. Most people over the age of 18 have some type of puffiness or circles under the eye because that's where our tiredness shows the most. So I use a little concealer, under eye concealer there, uh, or I'll use a little tinted moisturizer or any parts of my face that look a little bit red or flustered, um, just to even out my skin tone. I don't always do a full face of foundation. If you feel like you need it, do it. If you don't, don't do it. You know, don't necessarily do things because your friend is doing it or because this is what you saw on YouTube. Look at your actual face and figure out what it is you want to achieve and then do makeup that will achieve that. Um, and then I would say, aside from that, a little bit of bronzer is probably the next most important thing to me because once you even out your skin tone and your forehead and your cheeks and everything is all the same tone, that's not really natural. Naturally, we have highs and lows. Naturally, the sun will catch our cheekbones. And, you know, if we're driving and it's sunny out, the cheekbones will get a little darker. The bridge of the nose gets a little darker, you know. So you want to build back that warmth to your skin and make it look not so two-dimensional but more three-dimensional. And you can achieve that with bronzer. You want to put your bronzer on in um the number three on your face, so you hit a little on the forehead, a little on the cheekbones, and a little on the jawline. If you draw that with your brush, it'll literally make a number three. So you do a number three on one side, and then number three on the other side, and you're good to go. And then top it off with some Lip Beautifully lipstick now. <laughs> yes. yes, you have to have some Lip Beauty lipstick, absolutely. But even All that right. would be something that I might do in the car. You know, so mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily take time, you know, if it's something that could be done in the mirror at work or in the car, do it there. You know, don't take that time in the house to do it. Don't make that a part of the routine. You know, we have our lip tints, which are our lipstick palettes. They have um, a red shade, a nude shade, a neutral, which is our everyday work color, and a gold color for going out. And so that, in combination with the lip brush, you throw that in the, your purse, and you can apply that at any time. And you can apply that at any time. So, Elizabeth, if you had made it this far into the episode, you are in for a treat because we are partnering with Aaliyah and Lip Beauty to do a giveaway of her amazing lipsticks. And, guys, when I say it's amazing, I got the opportunity to go to Aaliyah's Confidently Brown event um, back in October, and I got to try out mm-hmm. the lipsticks. And, y'all, when I say amazing, like, I have not been able to stop standing for this stuff. I have to tell everybody because they're mm-hmm. so moisturizing. They're so pigment. They go on. Like, when she talks about that confidence boost, like, you really get that. You get a lovely tone that's not, like, drying out or anything like that. So we're so excited to be um, giving away a lip beauty bundle. It has the lip kick and the Lux lip brush that we were talking about. It also has a lip scrub, which is another favorite for those cold days. You know, sometimes you you wake up and it's a little, you know, dry on there or you had on your matte (laughs) lipstick or something. You scrub that on. And it oh, it's so good. It moisturizes, and I think the one I have is chocolate, so, you know, it tastes a little chocolatey. Um, so it's a really good addition um, to your um, your beauty routine. And then you also get a lipstick in Bulletproof. So all of this is a $95 value. So you'll follow the Remedy Podcast and My Lip Beauty. That's 
um, lip with two Ps on Instagram, and you'll describe your confidence in one word in the comments, and one lucky winner will be chosen at random. So we'll put this up um, when the episode goes up. But, guys, when I tell you this is something that you're really going to want to win and you're really going to want to experience, um, you know, the lip beauty, because it's, it's so different than anything I've ever really put on before, and, and that's what really – um, wanted me to talk to Lee and get her on the show and get her to talk to you guys about this product. I'm like, people need to know about this. Um, so <laughs> I'm you. like, I'm so happy that, that she's come on here. Like, you know, being a beauty blogger in the industry, you try a lot of things out, but, you know, your product is something to me that really does stand out. And I'd love to be able to support you, and I want everyone to experience this. So, guys, I think look out for that. All right, so we are going to get to know Aaliyah a little bit yeah. better with some fun rapid-fire questions. Okay, I'm ready now. Okay, so All we're right. going to do a little would you rather. Mm, okay. Okay, so first one, would you rather have bad makeup or bad hair day? Oh. I'd rather have a bad hair day. Really? <laughs> I think I'm, yeah, I can't, mm, I can't have my makeup looking bad. I, it's, no, bad hair day. Bad hair day. Just look at my face, y'all. I know, my hair is pretty, but look, look at my eye makeup. Look at it. Oh, isn't it nice? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't make it a That's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay, so would you rather only be able to wear a neutral lip color? Or be able to remove your red lipstick. So not not to be able to remove your lip, but not be able not to be able to remove my. No, you know, on a daily, I I do a neutral, so I think I would rather rather only be able to wear. Well, like it's boring though. Oh, this is hard. No, I couldn't live. I couldn't see myself in red all the time. You know, so I think I'd just rather live vicariously through other people and their red lips and have my little neutral on. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So would you rather wear black lipstick to a job interview or blue lipstick on a first date? Oh, uh, I'm not getting a job if I do black lipstick to a job <laughs> But I could still get the dude with blue lipstick. <laughs> So I think I would uh, – I can't mess up my money. So I think I would do blue lipstick on the first date and just, you know, charm my way through it. That's pretty safe. I'm with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. So, Tony, do you want to do the, ne- the next one? All right. Would you rather only be able to wear sneakers or only be able to wear heels? Oh, no. Heels is torture. I think I don't, no, I don't even like to wear heels now. I can only wear sneakers. I can only, I'm a flats girl or like this time of year, boots, my little flat boots. Oh, I love it. Um, So give me sneakers. Oh, that's really like a punishment. If you said I can only wear heels from now on. Oh my God, that's so scary. She's like, I can't even think about it. I can't even. I'm about to cry, (laughs) y'all. Sneakers. They're such cute sneakers out these days, too. They oh, are. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, they're some really, really cute ones. 
So, yes, sneakers all the way. All right. Would you rather your winged eyeliner never match or your eyebrows never match? Oh. <laughs> See, how bad is the not match? Because, you know, eyebrows <laughs> are sisters, not twins. So, no, it's so they like don't always, yeah, they kind of, they kind of don't always match, you know. So I think I, but if it's like really goofy off, give me <laughs> bad liner. Okay, give me bad, <laughs> bad liner. I can't have bad brows. Yeah, I can't have bad brows. <laughs> you know, I cannot get the wing liner for the life of me. I feel like Tony does it very well. Um, mm-hmm. I love <laughs> it. Myself, I can never get the wing liner right. What tool is it? Depends on what tool you're using. So a felt tip marker is the easiest, easiest well, way to do it. Used the felt tip marker. So. Uh huh. Yeah. So the felt tip <laughs> yeah, marker is the easiest. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. I, on other people, I can do a variety of tools. I can do gel, you know, a pot with a brush. But on myself, I take that marker and then I lay the barrel to the side. So I don't try to use the tip of it. I just drag it across, kind of like laying it on its side and. You can get it really fast that way. But if you're using anything but that, it's going to be a struggle on yourself, I think. See, this is why we have you here. So you can invite mm-hmm. me. <laughs> <laughs> right. All the tips. All the tips. <laughs> I will definitely be practicing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so for our final fix, which is our last segment, um, we just want to just wrap it up a little bit and talk with you just about what confidence means to you. You know, you're working in the beauty industry, um, you know, helping other women to find their confidence and their love for themselves through makeup and through your products. So, you know, what is confidence to you? Hmm. Confidence to me is being okay with not pleasing everybody. You know, I think that as as women in general, you know, we're taught to be pleasers and uh make someone make every make make them make your man happy, all these, you know, articles and magazines, how to please him, how to make him happy in every way, you know. And I think that our bosses we want to please we just want to please everybody. And there's nothing wrong with making other people happy, but you have to be okay with not always doing that you know there's some decisions that you'll make in life that people won't be happy about but you have to be okay with that you know you can not be angry with them respect them for their feelings but still find your joy in your decision and knowing that you did what you needed to do for yourself so I think confidence is totally I mean we hear this all the time it's totally an inside job has nothing to do with what other people think it has to do with what you think about yourself and being okay with the decisions that you make for yourself, which is a work in progress. I mean, it's easier said than done, you know. My next big birthday, I'll be 40, and I'm still working on that, you know, still still working on my confidence. Some days I'm more confident than others other days. And I think that's also a part of it, not beating yourself up when you have that show a lack of confidence or feel a lack of confidence. Don't wallow in it. Find those activities that will build your confidence up again and go wallow in those things. You know, if it's listening to inspiring podcasts um, or if it's, you know, reading books that are about, you know, self-confidence or 
talking to a friend that always is encouraging to you, whatever it is, journaling, whatever it is, when you feel that, that lapse in confidence, then you go and you do that thing to do those things that build it up again, you know, and don't allow it to just overtake you because it can spiral really fast. Um, but you got to fight it. So, yeah. Awesome. That sounds great to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and we are just very excited once again to be collaborating with you with this giveaway. Me too. Um, looking forward to it. It's a juicy one. Oh my goodness. It's so juicy. Yeah. Yeah, All (laughs) all the, all the best of the best from Lit. It's it's a good giveaway. It really is. I really don't like it. Yes. And bulletproof is this. The lipstick color that is included in the giveaway, it's just, um, Mm -hmm. deep red color so it's it's Ooh. it's probably my number one selling red because it's there not bright go. but it's not dark it's just like deep and sexy oh it's so good Ooh, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna love it definitely yeah so whoever wins this send us a picture of your deep and sexy red please i want to see it and i want to know where you went in this bulletproof now yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're in your sneakers or in your high heels. I know, that's right. Either one. Yes, because I would pull it off. I would pull it off with a sneaker and some jeans. There you go. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, absolutely. And um, can you remind the people one more time of where they can find you on social? Of course. I'm a beauty. Yeah, so you want to go to my lip l i p p beauty on social media, and then lip l i p p beauty dot com is our website. Um, yeah, you'll find us there. Awesome, great, and the Remedy Podcast, of course, you guys, you can find us on social media at Remedy Podcast, and you can listen to all of our older episodes and subscribe on almost every podcast platform that you can think of, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and send us emails and fill up podcast. And don't forget to enter yourself into this giveaway contest. You do not want to miss it. Um, so if you want to win this bundle, follow us and Mylet Beauty on IG and describe your, com- your confidence in one word in the comments. Okay, we want to give somebody this wonderful bundle or I'll enter myself and take it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. That works too. Your name and my name over here. <laughs> yes, join in. Um, and, yeah, so I am Taylor J, and you can find me on social media at Azella's Voice. And I am Antoinette. You can follow me on social media at the Fancy Friend. And the Urban Tea, you can find her on social media at the Urban Tea, and her name is Nakara. I almost forgot that part. (laughs) (laughs) And we will be back next week, guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Aliyah. Bye. Thank you. Have a great one.